Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Podcast. My name is Matthew. I am Cameron. And my name is Peyton. And this week we are back with another great episode for you guys, and we're going to be talking about the state of film and movies and television today. Um, this is going to be a, you know kind of a change from what we usually talk about. I feel like usually it's a lot more um, f- specific oriented towards a TV show or a film uh, and less deep. But we had uh, we had some interesting thoughts that we kind of wanted to lay on you guys. So I mean we're just going to kind of go ahead and dive right into it. Um, this whole idea was brought up. We were we were talking in the car a couple weeks ago um, about um, Kong, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, and you know just how how different of a film it is from everything else we've been seeing recently in terms of just like tonally and uh, action and stuff like that. Where this is a film where you know you go to see it to watch two CGI monsters beat each other up with really cool scenery, uh, and it's not one of those movies that you go in to have a super deep thoughts. Um, and, you know, come out on the other side thinking that you're like an enlightened person. But somehow there are people that still go into films like this sort of just thinking that that's what they're going to get. You know, you go into a monster film expecting to see something like The Passion of Christ, you know, coming out an enlightened person. So um, we're just going to kind of dive into this. We want to talk about just how, how film has changed, um, different genres and styles and stuff like that, and where we are today just as a society uh, and the way that we, we expect to go in and watch films. So, yeah. That's my introduction. Do you guys have anything else you kind of want to add or just go ahead and start off with stuff? I mean, another thing that's going to probably coincide with this that we'll probably end up bringing up is like, we also frequently talk about the subject here, but this just media itself being like politically aware or I guess societally aware, like that does play a big part into this, but also at the same time with certain media, you need to have you need to have like that yin and yang you need to have that counterbalance where it's like so just because it's something we were literally just talking about like i'll, I'll talk about cap uh, falcon and the winter soldier like that is obviously it's very politically and societally aware and it's bringing up a lot of hard issues but also at the same time like that is a kind of format right now to where like that is that is very well structured that is very well used that is almost entirely necessary to keep the plot of what they are trying to get to and it just so happens that so many things are going on in the world that it directly correlates or directly reflects even and i think it's i think if you were to sit there and say like that is a negative thing you're just one of the people that is blind almost but like if you're going to have something that is going to be as progressive as something like that you need to also have the movies and the shows where you can just kind of turn your brain off watch like i'm not expecting to watch like i'm not going to go into kong and expect him to have such a moving performance like joaquin phoenix's joker like i'm not i'm not trying to get the cgi monster to win the next emmy or grammy or whatever like just turn off your brain when you should almost yeah i think a big part about what we are talking about and what we will talk about is the balance between those things not every movie can be can be the joker and other movies that can't come to my mind right now um you need movies where you can just like okay i still am a little kid and i want to watch these monsters fight it's the same mindset that i went into the power rangers movie with 
if you thought that that was going to be a good movie, then you were just setting yourself up for failure. You went to watch people in blue, blue and primary color costumes fight things. And if you expected anything more than that, then you were just letting yourself down. Um, a big part of any kind of media and entertainment is your expectations. If you go into an amazing movie that everyone agrees is amazing and you think that it's going to be amazing and the best thing you've ever experienced, it's not going to be as good. Even if it is that, it's not going to be as good. You have to go into movies and any kind of media with more of an open mind if you ever want to enjoy it because it will never, ever be what you think it is. Even if it's close, it will disappoint you. That's why some of my favorite movies are movies that I had no expectations for. The Sonic movie, I can very proudly say, is one of my favorite movies. Or like at least my favorite film experiences, like movie theater. Because I had quite possibly the lowest expectations for this movie. If I walked in and it was a video of Sonic taking a dump for 90 minutes, then that would have been my expectation. I would have been like, okay, yeah. That was that was about what I expected. And I would have like left super whatever. Like but it wasn't that. And the fact that it was even a little bit more than that was like, wow, what a great movie. And we were talking about Django and like other Tarantino movies that are like pretty critically acclaimed and have a lot of great acting and a message and whatnot. And even if you go in expecting that, you're gonna be let down. My one of my favorite movies is Django, like I just said, because when I watched it, I didn't even know what it was about. I didn't even know it was a Tarantino movie. I just sat down. My dad was watching it. I watched the movie. I thought it was great. I had no expectations. Literally none. Didn't know anything about the movie. I hadn't even heard of it until I watched it. And I wish that more people could go into movies like that. Um, you can't look at everything with a lens because the lens is going to blur it. You just have to watch things. And that's that's where you enjoy it. Anyways... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, no, that was, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Exactly what we're trying to get at. I mean, even what you were saying, like, uh, you know, going into Sonic and going to Power Rangers, when the three of us sat down to watch Bill and Ted 3, I was not expecting to see, you know, a film that, that talked about, you know, growing up and, and the future and stuff like that. I just, I expected to sit down and watch Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter be funny and stupid like they were in the 80s. I mean, that's exactly what those films are. And if you go into it expecting to have some sort of like epiphany, I mean, maybe it'll happen. There are some deeper messages in the films, but the most, the, the biggest part of them is sitting down and having fun. I think that we as a culture that, that enjoys watching film and TV have kind of lost that mindset. We don't just go and sit and watch a movie to have fun. I mean, you know, and, and I know a lot of like the ones that are quote fun are even just aimed for kids now. You know what I mean? Um, and that, you know, it's almost as if adults can't just sit down and watch a fun movie. Like, I know when we, the three of us and our big group went to go see Sonic, how many trailers did we see that we were like, you know, we should actually go see that over the summer because they actually looked entertaining. They looked like just a fun sit down and, and laugh. Um, obviously, it didn't happen because of COVID. But I remember, you know, we saw the Scooby-Doo trailer and we saw one for, for SpongeBob. And we we're like, these actually just look like a fun movie to sit down and just enjoy, enjoy watching a movie, just laugh and relax. Um, and, you know, I just, I just think it's really disappointing that we've kind of hit a point where where fun movies are aimed for kids and you know we just kind of have a mindset where everything has to be has to be so serious because films are supposed to be an escape you know what i mean this sort of media is supposed to be an escape for us so why not make it fun it doesn't always have to 100 percent reflect society it doesn't always 100 percent have to just be like you know 
you know, dark and depressing and brooding characters and stuff like that. Like, just it's it's nice to sit and have fun, watch a vibrant movie with with you know stupid jokes that that and the plot doesn't make sense. I totally agree, and like. I mean, I, I like the, the talk about, like, saying that, like, all the fun stuff is, like, rooted for kids and stuff, but also at the same time, like, I mean, like, the ones that are just coming to, like, the top, off the top of my head are the Madagascar movies, like, with mm-hmm. the, all the animals and stuff, like, that is clearly, that is, what, is that DreamWorks at its finest, basically? Yeah, like, that was, that was during, like, the premiere of DreamWorks, and it's, it's those movies that are like, oh my gosh, this is so blah, blah, blah. This is so, like, this is, oh, funny talking animals on the screen. Aha. Uh-huh. But, like, if you go back and watch it, like, there are so many, so many comments that are made where it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't know what that meant as a kid. Oh, I couldn't piece that together like that when I was a kid. And so, at, a, at the same time, it's like, you want to say that these movies are yeah they are primarily aimed at kids but like also at the same time i think we've talked about it before maybe not on here but almost every kids movie is aware that the kid is not the one that will be buying the ticket will be the one walking into the theater like i mean there has to be some something for the adults i guess and so like those movies that you you can go back to and you can always find like those little hidden gems like um when Marty and Alex are running across the sand at each other, Marty, who is... Oh, who is he? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, thank you. Eddie Murphy's character... Or, Eddie Murphy, he just goes, Oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. I mean, like, he... Like, very clearly, everyone's... Everyone that, like, knew what that was was like, Oh, that is funny. Like, that is good. But then there were, like, the kids that were like, Aha, he's running away from the lion aha slow-mo like what movie exactly so it's like and at the same point like all of those do have those messages that are important for kids to learn so it's like like i mean i i hate to phrase it this way but it's the whole like the television raised generation like Mm -hmm. we grew up on on television like the sesame street uh Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, like those shows of course they were funny of course they were dumb and silly and all this but like they the writers weren't for a lot of the shows I'll say the writers weren't completely out of touch they were aware that they were literally talking to the future generation and like of course they a lot of messages that they have in there, like, oh my gosh, another one I want to include right now is the B movie because I I saw this thing last night about Jerry Seinfeld. So he has he had a there's a scene in the courtroom case where they're like he's talking about how like oh uh, the bees are the slaves uh, or bees are being slaves where we depend upon the smoke and we go to our wooden box concentration camps and we labor at the will of the white man and you can see that the defense is or for like big honey or whatever it was was like this these like three white guys and then there were like two of off cultural i guess or of a different culture people of color people of color why couldn't i think of that word (laughs) I don't know. It's been a long day. Yes. There were two people of color that like on the defense with them, and you see them actively scooting away 
from the main three, and I thought that was the funniest thing ever, because also at the same time, it's like, yes, that is real, like, that is, that is current and ongoing, but the B-movie is not something that you're going to sit here and think, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to learn about society through this, like, it's an animated movie about bees, what? I don't know. That's my th few cents on that. Like, it's... I think... Yeah, yeah. I think that another movie... I think DreamWorks does a really good job of blending all of that. When you were talking about, you know, the fun... It was like animated movies done to watch. Like, Megamind came to my mind. Um, I, I, I genuinely cannot think of a time where I was watching an animated movie and just, like... As a kid, just thought it was, like, the funniest thing. There are so many funny moments in there for children and then for adults... So it's like DreamWorks really gets, at least with their, with a lot of their old films, when they mostly did comedies, um, you know, they, they really understood both the target audiences. That's one of the films that, like, even as a 19-year-old guy, like, I would be more than happy to get together with some friends, slap Megamind on the TV, and just sit there and watch it and laugh. Like, you know, we don't need to, to sit and watch some serious movies. I mean, it's a blue alien voiced by Will Ferrell. It's, it's funny. It's a, it's a good time. And there's nothing wrong with films like that. I think that... We need more films like that, especially when we see so many films that are, um, you know, talk about our political climate, and we're just living in this, like, really difficult time in our lives. Like, it's, it would be nice to have more just, like, fun, fun films like that. I agree. I think that comedies are often put under a lot of scrutiny, where you go to these movies to laugh. You don't have to learn anything. And... This is not to say that there aren't comedies that can teach you things, but that's not why you go. You don't go to be enlightened. It's not like you're going to a sermon. You're going to watch comedians make jokes and be inappropriate and stupid. Like, one of my favorite comedies is Ace Ventura, and that is like one of the dumbest movies ever. If you go back and you watch it under any kind of like, Hmm. What what are they? What were they thinking when they included this shot? It's like the dumbest movie, but it's not why you watch it. Entertainment is supposed to be entertaining, and mm -hmm. like you said, I, it can't always be dark and brooding. I like it when it is. Sometimes when I'm in the mood for that, I find that that stuff very entertaining because I like dissecting things. But it is also cool to just not, not have to think about. Oh, why did they use this shot here? Or, I wonder why he said that line, and I wonder why he reacted that way. It's just like, oh, wow. That was funny. He made a fart noise. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Like, you don't go into in 21 Jump Street or Super Bad or Step Brothers being like, oh, I'm, I'm about to, you know, learn so many life lessons. No, you go in to watch these comedians just be stupid. And it's it's a good time. You know, I think that we really kind of, in the last probably decade or so, I've started falling off with movies like that. And I think it's really weird to see as, um, you know, as our, our culture and our society is like becoming more, more serious. And, and there are a lot of like negative things happening. I would have expected our film to kind of be a support and to try and lift us up with comedies rather than just going ahead and um, embracing, embracing the different difficulties that we're facing. And I understand that it's, um, the, the reasoning is obviously to make it more realistic. You know, when you when you throw things that are realistic, it, it appeals to people because they can see a reflection of society. But it almost seems backwards. Like, we should be lifting ourselves up rather than allowing ourselves to, um, 
just be dragged down by by more serious and and thought-provoking films and like like we keep saying there's nothing wrong with that with um having some sort of serious film but we're missing out on these these really good opportunities to have comedies and have these comedians come back in and start being able to um just change the climate of of film and television i totally agree i mean i do i think the comment that you made where it was it was like with the way like especially like covid and like a lot of things like that has definitely taken us it's like it's hard to believe that film and media in general i guess has kind of taken taken i guess a darker path i guess is a nicer way to put it because it's like there's the whole oh art imitates life and like of course you know there's sense within that but also at the same time people also love the argument of art makes life so yes i can't i'm not gonna sit here and say like oh there was nothing funny happened in the past year nothing did no of course there was but it was like like i mean there was there was two or three different uh netflix comedy specials that released most notably uh kevin hart's where he talks about like he has the he does his own comedy special in his living room. Like, he brought the audience to him because he needed that. He needed to be where he felt safe, which was his house, but he also needed the support of that audience because he he opened himself up. He was like, I am human. This is what I needed to do. And I thought that was just so interesting, I guess, because it was just... We talked about how everything is kind of, uh, to a sense, everything has kind of fallen apart, almost. Mm -hmm. And, like, obviously, we're going to see the reflection of that within our world, and we're going to see that within our media. Because, like you said, people want to see that and be, they're like, oh, that's relatable. Oh, that is this, and all that. But it's everything with, it's, you, you, you have to take everything in equal parts I guess or at least in parts that you can handle properly because if you sit there and you take nothing but the broody dark serious stuff then I'm sorry that's going to reflect immediately to your personality almost because it's hard for you to have such a concentrated I guess vocabulary when it comes to things within media and you to be such a diverse kind of person that's why I think it's funny because like I might I might sit here and watch like a lot of comedians but like I'll also still be able to like sit down like a whip a whiplash is probably one of my favorite films I can't sit here and say that that is not incredibly thought-provoking like I mean JK Simmons that character alone you could probably write more than one thesis paper on and still have more to talk about like I don't know. It's just you have to you have to be able to accept yourself and like accept the way the what you're getting in the correct dosages for you. I guess is what I'm trying to trying to make sense of to myself yeah. still. No, definitely. Yeah, no, I think I really think that you hit hit the nail on the head right there. Um I don't know. I don't have anything else really to add to that. I think that you really just kind of you said exactly what what I was thinking. Um, yeah, I won't I won't drag that out. There's never there's no need to. <laughs> Payne, do you have anything else about that? I don't think so. I don't want to 
beat a dead horse to right. death. Be, be a dead horse to, head, to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did kind of want to talk. Um, Cameron, you mentioned in the beginning, uh, bringing, bringing world, real world stuff into film. I kind of want to hit the reverse side of this and talk about why that is good and why there are a lot of people that for some reason are complaining about it. Um, and I mean, my, my, my first and initial thought is obviously, as we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, there is no denying that this show is extremely heavy on um, racial tensions and racial identity and what America really is versus our, our perceived uh, our perceived vision of it, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Um, I heard somebody say that, this is a quote, they were like, I don't really like war movies and stories, but I think that the show is really good. And I didn't know this person very well, so I didn't start a conversation, but in my mind, I'm like, how are, how are you just taking away a war story? I almost feel like they're they're not being subtle. They are not being subtle in the show about what they're trying to get a point like across. And there's no problem with that. I think it's great that they're they're taking the risk and they're taking the leap because not a lot of lot of not a lot of mainstream media will do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Especially Marvel, who has built themselves on a formula of good guys versus bad guys and punchy punch, cool CGI fights. Now taking this different approach, it's like it's super obvious what they're trying to say. Um, I mean, I've seen lots of things on. I mean, Twitter, first of all, is just a cesspool, so I, I barely go on there. But, you know, people on Twitter are mad. People on Instagram are mad. People on YouTube and, and TikTok and whatever else, they're, they're upset about about the things that are being said and done. Um, and I don't know. I think that's kind of crazy that we ask to see true reflections of our society, and then all of a sudden we get upset when they are brought in and integrated. I think it kind of reflects poorly upon the people almost because it's Mm -hmm. like they will say and argue that they want this one thing for so long but at the same time like once it happens no one no one will I don't even know how to correctly phrase this I don't think this is going to come out very sounding very well but it's no one's going to want to take the the stance of it is fine they will always want to argue it is good or it is bad because like or i guess not even fine guess it's accurate because like we we sit here and we say yes it is good that we are arguing for this we say because it it brings awareness it it brings a different level of awareness at such a higher level because it's one of those so well talked about things and if I, I mean if we want to take a step back from, from just saying like um if we want to take back like a step back from just race in general we mm-hmm. could talk about no, for sure. how like WandaVision dealt you could clearly see they dealt with grief they dealt with pain they dealt with depression they dealt with moving on from lo- losing a loved one or if you want to go back even further the, what is it the second Iron Man where he talks he literally opens up about saying this thing is killing me and you kind of see Tony all throughout accepting his own death and wanting to die, in a sense, because he knows that by using the suit, he's accelerating his death. So it's like, they clearly have already talked about so many different things, and I guess that this is this is just still one of those topics that people are wanting to stay blind to. Because no one was upset when when Marvel was talking about going through the stages of grief of losing someone no one was upset when they were talking about i they even brought up like the uh, uh, 
substance abuse, right? With Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So, like, you trying to draw those lines is just going to create a map no one can follow. I guess is the what I'm trying to get to. And it's just... There's no sense in creating things if you are asking for and then are upset with the way that it is correctly portrayed. I think I just wish that people could be happy with anything. It's like they're mad when the the stuff is very formulaic and kind of one track, but then whenever you try to change it, they get upset. I just, I want to live in this world that they live in where none of these issues are real. Where it's just like, oh well, why why is this on my why is this in my TV show if it's not real? Like why why are they making up these problems? I just I wish I could live in that world where they don't think that race racial issues are real and they don't think that I mean, especially with the have we talked about episode four? Was that in one of our podcasts? Episode four came out last like, week three days ago. No, it didn't. This last one was five. Oh. We did not. No, talk we didn't about talk it. about four. Okay. It's been a minute, so I don't care. Spoiler <laughs> bans up on Monday. Um, the ending of that, so clearly, police brutality. I mean, there's there's no other way to look at it. A, a, a figure who holds power in the government murdered a person who was unarmed. Very topical. Something that we unfortunately see all the time. It's getting tiring. In fact, I've seen this past weekend. Right. But it's just, I, I don't know how people are just so oblivious to it. It's, it's exhausting hearing people online be like, yeah, no, that's not a thing. I don't know why they're, I don't know why it's, they're portraying it. That's not at all what they meant. It was totally chill when John Walker murdered that guy. That was totally fine. It's like literally the whole show has been portraying him as like, not the bad guy, but definitely a bad guy. And it's like, okay, what what the hell? Where were you guys when Thanos wanted to kill half the universe? It's like, I, I didn't see y'all jump into his defense. Maybe it's because he was purple and not white. Yeah, I um, I completely agree with you. I wish I could live in this false reality with these people just for a day to see what on earth they're thinking about because it is so obvious that there are issues in our world and it's being touched upon and it's not... There's things being thrown around where people are being called social justice warriors if they decide to include a female main lead, a person of color lead, someone who's a part of the LGBTQ community as a lead or even a side character. Um, And, you know, they they get called social justice warriors because they're just representing people the way that they are. Um, I'm doing a project right now for my media and analysis class, and we're talking about how there is misrepresentation and underrepresentation of people with disabilities in the media. one in four Americans are disabled, but in our movies, I can't think of a, like a single film where there's like a main character that's just like disabled, and that's like like it, and it's not like an inspiration story. They're just like, yeah, they're, you know, that's that's them, and that's their character, and it's um, you know, it's just it's oblivious. People are just choosing not. They're choosing to pretend like it doesn't happen. They're choosing to pretend like police brutality doesn't happen, that there's still not racism in our country after God, God even knows how long. I mean, you know, we're not having issues with discrimination of different um, 
you know, your gender and, and sexuality and religion, and all this stuff. And I mean, like, like you said, I don't even know what they're thinking. I don't even, I know I said I want to live in the world for a day. I don't think I could do any more than that because that much obliviousness is just, it's, it's insanity. Um, and the other thing that you had mentioned was people are never happy. That frustrates me beyond belief. I mean, with exactly what you said, Marvel stuck to formula and people were mad at that. They're making fun of it, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they're taking, you know, WandaVision. That is 180 degrees from anything they've ever done. Falcon Winter Soldier, still kind of similar, but they're talking about race. Loki about to be completely different, but people are going to like that because Tom Hiddleston, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like, people just can't be happy. And it's so frustrating because films are made just for your entertainment. It's like the old saying. I hate, I hate bringing this up, but it's so true. If you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say it at all. Stop ruining other people's enjoyment because you're unhappy. Uh, I think that we saw this hugely in the Star Wars fan base over the last 10 years. Uh, since Disney Disney acquired Star Wars. I, I can't even say that I like Star Wars anymore without people jumping down my throat. They're like, oh, if you like the sequels, you're not a real Star Wars fan. You know, somebody's always got to have an opinion that differs from you. Um, and, you know, there's no reason for that. We already live in such a, a oppositely charged climate where everybody's like, you know, are you red or blue? Are you, you know, um, straight or gay? All this, all this different stuff. And it's like, why can't we just be happy? It's I don't I don't understand why we see such a need to to jump at other people and and to oppress them and to harass them into you know having to leave social media. All these different actors and actresses have had to leave social media because people have bullied them because of their characters or because they're in a movie they don't like. I just don't understand the thought process of it. And I, th I think that it's just so it's just immature and it just shows how immature our our generations are and how we th we're getting better, but at the same time not much not much is being changed i a lot of people say when there's like a person of color as the lead or heaven forbid a woman or a person that is on the spectrum or has is a part of the lgbtq plus community and they call that like forced it's like why are you forcing this on me what's forced is having a cast that is all white when you go outside and you look around and that is not what it is not every single story in real life is made up of white people or straight people or people without disabilities purposefully excluding them that's forced that is making a change to reality for whatever project it is it's not forced when there's a freaking black character in a show that goes through things like that's that's real that is genuine and it just makes me mad that people use that word because it's like what was forced was Back in the day when in Shakespeare plays, there were no women on stage. It, they were all played by white men, no matter what role it was. What's forced is when in our movies, the cast is 99% white. And you have a black character who dies within the first 20 minutes just because you can. And that's a trope for whatever reason. It just, if you're, it, it makes me very mad. It frustrates me that people use that word at all. You get a mic. You get a mic drop right there for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I I'd love to, I wish, but it's I around wish we had my a, head right now. A video podcast so they could <laughs> see how excited I got there for a minute when you were talking. I saw some snaps coming from your. I was. Your camera. I was getting hyped, man. I was yeah. on that. It's just. It makes me mad, and I. I don't like. I don't know. I don't want to get on my soapbox, but it just. Hey, that's why we're here to get on our soapboxes. 
This is our place we can do that. This is our goddamn soapboxes. <laughs> we own them. Bought the box myself. <laughs> Built it with my own two hands, even. I do agree. I, I think... I think people trying to argue, like, things like that are forced, things like blah, blah, blah are forced. To a certain degree, things like that are forced at times. Because because there are still, like, the directors or even certain producers who are like, oh, we can't have that. We need We need that character to be... We need this character to be a person of color. We need this character to be someone that is gay. And then they're just the token black or the token gay character, which is, again, horrible that that is a thing. But I don't understand how people... It's exactly like you said. I don't understand how people can see see these all-white casts and be like, yeah, that's my world. Because then you're literally what? How could you how could you argue that they're not being completely sheltered then? How could you argue that they are not choosing to be unaware? And I don't know, that's just so frustrating. That you did say that very well. I I can't discredit anything you said. But wow. I will agree that sometimes it can be forced. What I was saying does not at all mean like there is no such thing as forcing it. Right. Like, no, I, Sia, I understand. I was Sia's movie, on. music, where they horribly misrepresent a person with autism. That's forced. That is just, that's bad representation. That's bad. She just said, yeah, I'll make a movie where the main character is on the spectrum, but it's going to be played by someone who doesn't understand that at all. And it's going to be horrible. That's forced. And when, I don't know if it happens a lot, but we I think we kind of talked about it yesterday or maybe sometime recently where um, people will write about another people's struggles. Um, and like that, I don't, that shouldn't be a thing because you obviously don't understand it. Um, or if you're going to do that, you need to be very up to date. You need to like, it needs to be like a group project almost. You need to have more help than just your. It needs to be a lot of collaboration. I uh, yeah, I was I was talking to Peyton about this because in one of my classes we are we are talking about works. We almost all of the plays that I've read this year for class have not been by the old dead white guys, which huzzah, hurrah! But also at the same time, like. At a certain degree, it is it is genuinely harder for me to understand certain things. Because, like, I can read. I can read anything on a piece of paper, but I cannot understand at the same level of emotional, I guess, clear. I can't get the same emotional clarity about reading about a black man who struggled to pay his rent at the end of the day because he ended up having to basically give all of his money away to a different family to make sure that they could still have their son. Like, I can't talk about knowing the struggle of the this woman who's trying to come out to her father. Like, I, I can read about it. I can do my best to try and comprehend that. But I have no place where I can say, yeah, I know exactly what that's like. And I think 
I think that is something that currently, at least in school, is going very... It is going on the right track in my mind. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be able to look at everything and know exactly what everything is going through because then that is not showing... That's not showing, like, maturity or growth within myself because then that would just be me keeping myself cornered and locked in my own box. And I, I kind of agree with Peyton's, with Peyton's argument of you shouldn't, people shouldn't write about that. But I, I f more agree with his latter statement where it was, if you are going to talk about these kinds of struggles, if you are going to be the person that starts the story of of this Korean-American family coming overseas, you better have a, a strong reference that you're using that you are writing for, or you are, you are going out of your way to check and clarify everything with different sources, with different people especially. Because, yeah, you might be the white guy that is trying to write about this, but you also might be the white guy that could actually get this thing to happen. So I think, I think it's, it's, it's horrible. And I'm not saying that it's, it's what I think should still be happening, but it's what, it's how certain shows and how certain, certain ideas can actually get on their feet anymore, which is, which is a horrible way to live. And I hate that that's how society is run, but that is life currently. And so if, if I needed to be the one to pitch the idea to a network for someone else's idea of a show, that is not my show. And I will not take any liberties from that show. That, is, that, that, wouldn't, be, that wouldn't be my creation. That wouldn't be my child. That wouldn't be my world that I know to talk about, to write about accurately. Yeah. I think that's my soapbox mm -hmm. there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Prevere, who we had on a few weeks ago to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, he was telling me, because I was not aware of this, actually, the, I think he said that like the lead writer or majority of the writers or something, there was some, something with the writers uh, of Falcon and Winter Soldier are actually African-Americans. And I thought that that was awesome. Because, you know, if we would have watched Black Panther and Falcon and Winter Soldier from a middle-aged white dudes per like you know writing that's so different than what we're getting now where they're, they're genuine stories um well going back to my my analysis class we're, we're kind of talking about this right now you know we, we have to get stories from this perspective of the people because otherwise you know we're just creating these false realities where we think we know what's going on and we really don't um i mean and really it just ties back to to what we were what we were saying earlier no we can't pretend like this isn't happening this needs to be this needs to be presented and we can't just keep being oblivious to the fact that the things are happening and we need to be able to get people to understand and people that have been going through these struggles to express it because film is the perfect medium to do that. I can't think of anything else that, you know, you can just connect with some someone that you've never met before, some sort of actor, and you can see what they're going through and understand their struggles from the writing and the acting and you just connect them as a human and you, and you just get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't have much to add to that. I just thought it was another interesting thing. The fact that we're, we're seeing this, you know, and we talk about how it's not great now and it's not, I'm not, I'm not even gonna pretend like it is. I can't tell you how many, you know, stories are just written by, by middle-aged white guys. Um, but it's fantastic that we're moving in a direction where we're starting to actually be able to, 
to open up the perspectives and getting people of different, um, you know, races and sexualities and everything else to be able to write stories that that truly reflect what they've been going through and what 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 the struggles are. It's it's uh, the small steps, and I wish that we could be taking bigger steps, but it just seems like with our society and and cer certain you know people, it's just like we have to be taking the small steps and hoping that the the long game is the one that comes out on top um, instead of rushing something that that eventually will fall apart and just bring us back to where we were 30 years ago in, in terms of how we're representing people. I agree. I'm not sure what else I've got to say. I uh, kind of wore myself out. Yeah, no, I think, I think we covered, I think we're, almost we covered just about everything I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, first, do you guys have any shout-outs that you want to give? It's been a hot minute since I've asked asked the two of you. I don't go ahead, know. Peyton. You would no. make me go first. The one time I don't want to. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm always game to shout out my girlfriend. Big ups for her. Thankful that a a bloke like me can have a gal like her. So yeah, shout out to. Uh, you guys that talk to me on this podcast and everyone uh, listening can't thank you enough i i think i'll kind of pair it back what he said i'll shout out my girlfriend instead though um yeah got her to start listening to the podcast kind of talked with her about this subject a little bit because we were on the phone last night and that's when i found the that's when i found the b movie <laughs> So I, uh, thanks for her for listening to yet another one of me just rambling on about something else. So there we go. Uh, I'm not going to shout out my girlfriend because I don't have Why one. Not? <laughs> um, so I, I want to shout out my family. Thank you guys for always listening. Really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who listens. Uh, it means a lot, you know, we're wrapping up with the last couple of weeks of this semester. Um, and as we do, we do have plans for what we're gonna do uh, for these next couple of weeks. Uh, next week, we're actually gonna be talking about the Jurassic Park movies uh, with a very special guest, which I'm excited for that to happen next week. Uh, and then we're gonna wrap up Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that's kind of what we have planned for the rest of our school semester. Uh, and the three of us have talked and we have decided that over the summer, we will still continue the podcast just on a less regular basis. Uh, just make sure to stay up to date on our Instagram. Um, we'll be posting. We might start up Twitter as well to be able to reach out to more followers. Um, and of course, you can always look at our Instagrams um, to kind of figure out what's going on. But we're going to post here and there. I know we want to talk about Loki and the Bad Batch and other sort of movies and shows that are coming out. And just as, as they come up, we'll, we'll be posting stuff. So not as consistent of a schedule, but still we'll be posting for your guys' entertainment. But as always, thank you so much for listening. I have been Matthew. I have been Cameron. And I have been Peyton. And we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye guys.